All right, hey, good morning, church. Happy New Year's. Here we are, New Year's Day, January 1st, 2023. Did last year feel like it was fast? I don't know. Like it, it, it was both very long for me, but also like a whirlwind. It was just month, skip a few months, another month, suddenly summertime, and now we're blazing through Advent season. But it has been wild. So this morning we are joining together online for a video service. It's been a wild past few weeks, especially this year with Christmas Day being on a Sunday. And we got together to celebrate the birth of Christ, the whole Advent season. We're looking forward to this amazing moment. Christmas Eve, we celebrated with our community with some singing and carols and uh, the gospel message of just what we get to experience on Christmas Day. So. Hey, this morning, wherever you're joining us from, if you're on campus for our watch party or if you're just at home in a living room, warm around a cup of coffee in front of your table, wherever it is, uh, we're super glad you're here. Just a few notes before we get into it. Uh, the first one is kids. We have our Sunday morning, Sunday kids uh, curriculum available posted weekly on our website at cedarvalley.ca slash kids or it's also posted on our youtube page you'll be able to find it just alongside here every week the content that we dialogue typically on a sunday morning for the kids program we also have that available online so you can join in on that video we've got some great content for you but also parents we have uh, information to help you kind of take that video lesson that the kids would go through and uh, kind of dialogue further into that, just break into that story for, throughout the whole week and also just engage in faith conversations to make it a regular part of your day at home all throughout the week. So you can find that again, cedarvalley.ca slash kids. And secondly, I just want to make an invite for all of you to make sure you're following us on Facebook or Instagram or subscribing to our YouTube page uh, or even heading to our website cedarvalley.ca and sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And these are just whichever way you get updates or notifications best. This is ways that you can stay informed about what's going on at our church, in our local community, uh, some stories about the things that have been happening and updates, devotionals, all sorts of that really good content. That's our main way of communicating is right now through online and through the e weekly email newsletter. We just summarize all of the good stuff. So here it is. Here's what our morning is going to look like today for New Year's Day, kicking off 2023. As followers of Jesus, we believe in prayer. We believe that prayer is a means of how we intentionally connect with and communicate with God. It's, it's how we chat with God. He's always present. He knows what's going on, but it's, it's something that he's brought into our lives and honestly can, commanded for us to actually just use as a intentional way of really collaborating and communicating and dialoguing with God. And uh, author uh, Henry Nouwen puts it this way really well. I love this. Prayer is descending with your mind into your heart and then being present before God. It's not something you can do by duty or even by habit. It has to come from the heart emotionally. And, and we believe that uh, God truly hears us and that when we celebrate with him and whenever we confess to him, when we vent or when we're just being real about what's going on in our lives, uh, the good things, the bad things, and we're just talking about our situations and our frustrations, that, that God is actually hearing us and that he actually cares and that we have a real relationship with a dynamic and amazing God who, who cares. So we ask for God's mercy and God's presence and God's blessing in our lives. And what we're going to be doing this morning, so before I get preaching too much into that, we're spending the morning praying over our lives, over our church, over our city. So 
that's what this morning's about. And what we're going to be doing is doing that in a few sections. We're going to have a bit of a dialogue and a bit of a time to pray together. Even though we're joining in from different spaces all over, we are praying in one heart, one body as Cedar Valley Church this morning. And then we're going to have a time of worship. We are amazing worship team has recorded some songs to lead us in worship this morning. There'll be lyrics on the screen, some songs you might know uh, and maybe you don't know, but just join in however you feel comfortable with that. And before we get into all of that, let's start off with a time of giving thanks this morning. Uh, this is a central part to prayer, to our prayer lives and uh, reflecting on God's blessing in our life. Taking a look at this past year and, and the year to come and really just celebrating how God has been present and faithful to all of us. How God has been faithful and present to you. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 tells us to pray without ceasing and to give thanks in all circumstances. This helps us see the ways that God is present and at work in our lives and how he's actually been there all along. Th throughout all the Bible, it's, it's actually a command to give thanks, not just a suggestion of something that's you know good that we should do, but it's actually a command that we need to be giving thanks. And this is important because it actually helps us remap our minds into a more positive and uplifting and encouraging kind of mindset. There's actually proven health benefits to this. It's actually a proven treatment, being thankful, giving thanks as a practice and as a habit uh, that can help lessen the effects of depression and anxiety and insomnia in our lives. It also helps us improve our relationships, uh, whether it's a marriage relationship, family relationships, friends, because it helps give us a better awareness of people all around us and their lives and the stuff they're going through. If we're able to constantly be reflecting on the things that happen to us and that impact us and how there's a lot of good stuff to be thankful for. And this practice actually has been proven in a number of studies. Being thankful or a practice of Thanksgiving could literally boost your immune system. So give it a try because that's free. So here's what we're going to do as we kick off this morning of prayer, looking forward to the year coming up ahead. We're going to start off with a prayer for Thanksgiving, with a dialogue, a bit of a conversational time around Thanksgiving. So here's the question. What are three specific things that you are thankful for this past year?
So among the gospel books in the New Testament, that's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which are all accounts of the life and work and ministry of Jesus, including his words and all his acts. There are countless miracles and healings and amazing things that happen that are recorded. You might know many of the stories, but there's a bit of a common theme among many of them. Listen to some of these uh, synopses. So in the Gospel of Luke, chapter uh, 17, there are 10 men with leprosy who come to Jesus begging, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And then over in Matthew chapter 17, there's a little boy who's under the control of a demon and he's having epileptic seizures and these outbursts of rage and anger and saying these insane things. And his father comes to Jesus and he says, and he begs, he says, Lord, Jesus, have mercy on my son. And then back to Luke 18, just a synopsis. There's just a small snippet of some of the different amazing stories in there. Uh, There's a man who's born blind and he calls out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, asking Jesus for healing and for help. And here's the thing, and and Jesus, son of David, is a great little snippet there. It's a a fairly, not a common, but it was an expression that people used when they were referring to the Messiah, the coming Savior that people were expecting and anticipating. And most people missed that in Jesus, but the people who were after him, seeing God in him, they would use that term, son of David, have mercy on me. So, Here's a bit of a thing. What, what I came, come to when I see these commonalities, all these statements of when people go to Jesus, I think of the ways that sometimes we go to Jesus, sometimes the way our posture is when we go to God. And I think there's, there's three different ways that we can kind of go to Jesus in prayer. The first one is sometimes we go to, to Jesus in prayer based on who we are right? Based on the things that we think we've done, based on the things that we think we deserve. We are, you know, good enough to do this, or we uh, should expect, you know, God to bless us with so many things because of our life, right? We broke this habit. So God, why can't we have this? I read the Bible this many times this year, God. So where's the reciprocation? Sometimes we go to God based on who we are. Uh, The second one is Sometimes we go to God based on the circumstances in our life, the things that, you know, are happening to us versus happening to them. And often we think there's not fairness that's happening, right? God, why is there a blessing over there? And why are all these things happening to me? And we kind of throw blame out. There's difficult things. And don't get me wrong, we're absolutely able to be real with God and to vent to God and to say these things suck. These things aren't going very well. But the third way, The third posture we can have in prayer is the thing we see in all of these stories is going to God based on who he is, right? Trusting in his character and his faithfulness and, and believing purely in the righteousness and strength of God, not based on us or our circumstances or the things happening to us, but just on who God is, right? And over our Advent series that we did through the month of December, and first to fourth advent, we're doing this focus and talk on the character of God, the knowability of God, how he is a real and relatable being. And there's a verse that we centered on for a few of those advent series. Do you remember it? Do you, do you remember where God summarizes his character to us and he lets us know in his own words who he is? Exodus 34, 6 to 8. Does anybody out there you want to type it out quicker than I can say it? The Lord is gracious, compassionate, right? Patient, slow to anger, it says, loving and forgiving and just as well. God has what is right and wrong and all these things, and he is governing the whole world. But the words that he uses to describe himself 
is gracious, compassionate, patient, loving, forgiving, and, and just, right? And so these we can use as iconic characteristics of knowing and trusting in and believing in God as, as who we are praying to, who we're lifting these things up to. And that brings us to now our next part of prayer for this morning is, and this is going to be a bit more of an individual thing of just posturing our hearts towards God before we ask him into the li- our lives and into our church and into our city is confession. It's a time of humility. It's it's a time of acknowledging the fact that we are a mess at different times in our life. We don't have it all together, right? Or at least I don't have it all together. Maybe you do. And actually, you know, maybe you think you do. And, and that might be part of the problem. That's what we're going to be confessing here soon. But uh, confession is central to having our hearts and our minds right with God. And it's not a matter of God keeping score, right, of how many things we've done wrong, of all the different sins, right? It's not a checklist sort of thing. And it's not even like, I kind of think of like tax time, right? We're going to be doing in a few months here where we have to start writing down all the different stuff that, you know, we've made and spent and donated and all all the different things. And, you know, it's kind of the government. The government already knows the numbers, but just wants to see if we know the numbers too. And it's not like that with confession for God. He's saying like, do you really know where you sinned or not? And let's compare lists. No, it's actually a practice that God asks of us because it's, it's something that we need to do to have humility in our lives. It's a thing that we need to do to acknowledge the fact that we're sinful and we need God present in our lives. And it, it knocks us down a few pegs in, in a good way because what it does is it postures us into a position of saying, we need you, God. And that brings us to the next part of this. So we're, we're going to do in this next prayer section a mix of confession And then the second part is called supplication, right? Which is just a fancy word for asking for help, asking for God's involvement and active presence in our lives. And especially in those things that we confessed, we're going to be saying, God, these are the things that I'm still messing up in. God, these are the problems I have. These are where I lose control. And God, these are where I intentionally add to the hurt and the pain in our world. This is where I want your help. So in James 5, we get, uh, we get a statement there that the prayers of a righteous person have power. Now, how do you get righteous? So you, I love this because it actually works really well in 1 John chapter 1 right away that we are made righteous by the confessions of our sin to each other and to God. So that's what we're going to be doing. We're tying those two things together is actually spending some time uh, on your own, this isn't something you have to throw up on the chat, three, uh, on the chat feeds, but if you're comfortable too, even with whoever you're with watching this, joining in together this morning, uh, if you're comfortable, or you can just do it on your own in prayer with God. And, and prayer, by the way, too, it can be something that's out loud. It can be something that has a model or a template to it. Maybe you have some prayers memorized from childhood or that you've read through a devotional. It can be free form. It can just be a conversation involving yelling or silence or just connecting with God. But we're going to spend the next few minutes here confessing and bringing up to God any places where, especially over this past year, where you've contributed to pain or hurt or dishonesty in your life or someone else's life for people around you. And after that, we're going to ask God for mercy in that, the way that we see all those people going to Jesus for help and healing 
is asking for God's mercy and trusting in the fact that he is a compassionate and gracious God. So we're going to be asking God for mercy in that and to come in and repair those places in our life to restore and to guide us in growth in all of those areas so that we can be closer and closer to the heart of God, to looking more like his son Jesus and to having that kind of uh, connection and representation, that kind of testimony in our world, right? All sorts of big words, but I'll just repeat it. This is what our next few minutes of prayer is going to look like here as a church. So spending a few minutes on your own, or if you're comfortable, dialoguing with somebody close with you who's, who's there with you, just lifting up and confessing to God where you've contributed to hurt, pain, dishonesty, and division in in the world around you and in your life or in someone else's life around you. And after that, asking God to come in and repair and restore and to guide us in growth in those areas.
There's a grace when the heart is under fire Another way when the walls are closing in When I look at the space between where I used to be and this reckoning I know I will never be alone There is another in the fire Standing next to me There is another in the waters Holding back the sea And should I ever be reminded Of how I've been set free There is a cross that bears the burden
Okay, and now we're here looking at the year ahead. 2023, last year we rung in the new year with a Sunday morning of prayer over our church, asking for guidance through some difficult times and blessing some exciting times we knew we had coming up and opportunities. And as a church, we want to pray for this year coming up, for ministry opportunities, for God at work in all of our lives, for families and relationships, for ministry, for new believers to come to know the amazing truth of the gospel, of the way God loves us so much. And uh, what we want to do is just saturate this year in prayer. And I, I really hope that it's not just an annual thing for you. It's not just the one prayer Sunday, but it's something that's happening regularly throughout your life. But I can't think of a better way to ring in the new year than with prayer. So we have three specific things that we're going to ask God for in this coming year ahead. And the first one is uh, continued blessing and presence in our church. I, I hope that you can take a look back at this past year and just confidently see how God has been at work at Cedar Valley Church in, in your own faith life, in our ministries, in our events, on our campus and all around wherever we're joining in from because we are just a gathering of people following Jesus. It, it's been amazing. I know for myself, one of the things that I've been able to be just overwhelmed and blessed by is one of our priorities and vision pieces is opening up our campus to be a community hub and the relationships that have developed from that, the people who God has brought to our campus really and the impact we've been, been able to have, the connections through whether it's families for funerals or it's family celebrations or it's uh, supporting low-income people or even connections with our uh, elementary school across the street with hampers this past Christmas season. It is, it's honestly overwhelming. It's an amazing and probably one of the most fun parts of my job is just getting to know countless amounts of people. I counted one of our busiest weeks in this fall. We had over 600 different people walking through our doors for all sorts of different things, whether it's the support groups or Bible studies, or even just the group of guys that are playing games and catching up with, with each other in the afternoons. So we know that God's been at work and we can see that thing. And honestly, it's been a fun year despite some difficult times we've had as well. And what we're just doing is asking God to continue that, continue that momentum, continue giving us opportunities to be followers of Jesus, active with our words, with our hands, with our abundance and our campus. Just give us those opportunities, like smack us right in the face with chances to present the gospel in unique and creative ways and to just be present as we continue worshiping and celebrating who God is. So we just ask for that continued outpouring of love and grace and support for Cedar Valley Church here in Mission. The second one is for specific clarity and guidance on our search for a lead pastor and for the calling of a leader for our church. We've been through this process for the past year. We've Our search team has been tirelessly at work praying and discerning for and in meetings and interviews and reading through papers and applications and more meetings and more meetings and more meetings uh, faithfully prayerfully on this path looking for a lead pastor and uh, as we continue going through that discernment we're just asking for God to be intimately involved in that and to give us collectively as a church the search team the leadership team and all of us as we're affirming this uh, process that God gives us really specific clarity in who he's who he's placed in his plan to be a leader for Cedar Valley Church to help us live out our mission and vision and values in Mission BC in our specific neighborhoods in this place with our community connections here just to help us grow 
and be followers of Jesus, living that out vibrantly. And thirdly, a challenge for all of us to take a really specific look at what our roles will be in Cedar Valley Church during the year 2023 coming up. Because see, here's the thing, as a small church community, there's very little room to just fade into the background and to just literally gather on a Sunday morning to worship. We kind of need all hands on deck in different ways, using our God-given gifts to worship God, to help others interact in those spaces. And there are countless places to be doing that, whether you have a heart for prayer, if you've got a heart for teaching, if you're musical, if you're techie, if you just have a great smile and you love greeting people, if you have a heart for communicating and you want to share prayer requests or updates with people, if you have a van with some extra space and you can pick people up, it's, it's boundless how we can be actively involved in this church community, not just doing stuff, but actively living out our faith in ways that have a tangible reality. And, and this is a thing, it's gotta be something that all of us are involved in. So the third part, what we're gonna be doing here in this section, looking at the year ahead, is asking God for a clear answer on how I can be a part of Cedar Valley Church in this coming year. What will my role be? So just to recap that, and we'll put them on the screen too, as we have time to pray for this. The first part is that we ask for God's continued outpouring of love and grace and support for Cedar Valley Church. The second part is asking for specific clarity as we discern our future lead pastor for this church. And lastly, how will I be a part of Cedar Valley Church this coming year?
Thank you, Cedar Valley, for joining us in a morning of prayer over our new year. I'm so excited for all the things that have uh, that are coming up and that God is going to bring to us and so many opportunities. This is a growing city. This is a city longing for the amazing grace and compassion of God that hopefully you're experiencing. I just ask that and pray for the fact that we're able to experience that and have so much excitement in that. It just comes out of us uh, through our hands, through our mouths, through our singing, through our celebration and our giving thanks. I just want to send you off and we'll pray for us as the service ends off here. Um, but with a passage from Numbers, just as a blessing uh, that's often spoken out over us and uh, just Numbers 624, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Just that affirmation and asking for who we know God to be, that uh, character that we hear God describe himself as, that we learned about through the Advent season. So God, thank you so much for the fact that you are present and caring God. God, thank you for the fact that you are compassionate and gracious and loving and forgiving and just to God. And we put all of that faith in you. All of the prayers that have been offered up to you this morning, God, I just affirm them. God, I just ask that they are amplified, that you are working through them, God, and that you just give us a clear response to everything that has been offered up and asked of you to be present in Cedar Valley Church this year. God, I just pray for everyone as they go about the rest of their week here, back into the school year, back into uh, kind of post-holidays and the work that uh, you just uh, you keep us safe, God, that you keep us healthy and well, keep us focused on and strong as we go into this new year, looking to grow further and further in our own lives and in relationship with you. Pray all these things in your name. Amen. Thank you, Cedar Valley Church, for joining us this morning, and we will see you next week.